Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome back. <laughs> Sometimes I like to do this and said, hey. hey Say it hey that way. Hey, hey, <laughs> How Especially, you doing? Especially at, like, inanimate objects, I like to do that. Okay. Like, you know, like, driving by uh-huh. like a house that's really nice. Uh-huh. You're like, oh, hey. Or, like, Kroger. Hey, right. Kroger. Right. Hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> different ways there are to greet people you uh-huh. know like salutations howdy uh-huh. hey how's it going you know like there's so many different uh-huh. ways to greet people and it also this is a little side note <laughs> welcome back to the catholic six of cool podcast i'm natalie i'm stephanie and we want to say hello and welcome and we love you and it's important to welcome people and say hi uh-huh. i think it's like to acknowledge somebody's presence, I think uh-huh. is very important. Yeah. So we are acknowledging your presence. Right we now. enjoy that you're here with yes. us right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Natalie did this one time. I'm gonna do it now. Setting the scene. Oh yeah. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so we are in uh, the blue room in the Newman House, Virginia Tech, and the blue room is pretty much just a small bedroom size space with blue walls. Smaller than a bedroom. Yeah. More like probably. a closet <laughs> size. <laughs> It's currently being used as a storage room. Yeah. <laughs> so Stephanie and I are sitting next to a bunch of sound equipment, mm-hmm. but we've made ourselves comfortable. Mm-hmm. There's, I think this is called the Mary Queen of Apostles room. Yeah. Uh, officially, so there's a lot of Marys around us right now, which is really pretty. Uh... And it's snowing outside a lot more than we expected. <laughs> We thought it was going to be rain. Yeah, I was not planning on wiping my car after this to have to use it, but I think that's going to happen. And I'm stranded right now on Newman. I did it on purpose, but now I'm really regretting it because I'm wearing, like, brown loafer shoes and it's snowing out. So I don't think that's the best, but... Yeah. Anywho, um, all of that being said, it's a good day. It is a really good day. It's a good day. It's just kind of funny, too. I was thinking with the snow yesterday yeah. um, was an ASB day, which stands for Alternative Spring Break. And with COVID, our school is having random days off where they space them out. Mm-hmm. Like a few weeks, we have one day off, uh, giving us a week in total for spring break. Not really, though. It's all a bunch of yeah. baloney. But yeah, that's very weird. For a different <laughs> podcast. But the Newman community here yesterday, uh, some people went to Camp Tuckaway, which is a, like, campsite around here to do some outdoor work. And then also uh, we did street ministry in Roanoke, which is the closest big city to us. I mean, we've been doing street ministry at Virginia Tech now for um, a little over a semester. So Mm -hmm. not, like, not even a full year, but Mm -hmm. it's really been beautiful to... Um, walk with Mm -hmm. uh, the friends we've made on the streets in Roanoke and yesterday was our first like I would say like friend date (laughs) that we've ever had which is really cool with my friend Chris we took him to lunch it was also just a beautiful like beautiful weather which is another like weird part of it not only is it snowing today and it's a normal day but yesterday was spring break day and beautiful weather yeah because we also went up to the Mill Mountain Star which is the largest freestanding iron neon sign really? in all of them. <laughs> yeah, all of that. <laughs> I actually don't know if that is the perfect way of wording 
what right. it is, but, like, I don't know. My friend Eric, shout out to Eric, is from Roanoke and would not shut up about <laughs> this, like, iron sign that is in the Superstar. But we took him up. <laughs> we took him up the mountain yesterday. You took Chris up there? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, it was really fun. And, yeah, just looked at the view of the city from up there, and he loves mountains, so it was really good. Aww. How are you doing, Natalie? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I'm doing fabulous as well. Sadly, I couldn't go on the alternative spring break trip day event because I had to work, which isn't that sad because I love my job and I get the privilege of teaching second graders and walking with um, them on their journey to know who Jesus is and who God the Father is. And it's been so cool to see that be revealed to them and see them fall really in love with the faith I think every day they say a new little thing that just makes my heart pitter patter um (laughs) I I love that (laughs) it makes me think of like a guinea pig (laughs) (laughs) like walking on hardwood floors (laughs) yeah that's my heart when I'm in the classroom Yesterday, actually, while everybody else was at the thing, I was talking to a first grader who was having a hard time with some friends, and he told me that, you know, he was taking a walk, and I was like, are you, is everything okay, Tommy? She's like, yeah, I just need to cool down. I just need to ask the Holy Spirit for some peace. I love that. And I was like, what? Thomas? Like, okay, I'm going on this walk with you. <laughs> and so we went on a walk together, and I prayed with him, and we just talked about the Bible, and he told me about how much he loves Moses, which is cool. So, yeah, it's just the youth are amazing, and every single day I go, I leave school with so much more joy and so many stories that I want to tell people about um, about what's going on. And, and it, it's inspired a lot of reflection in my life and a lot of prayer in my life, and it's something that we want to talk about today mm-hmm. uh, because there's, there's so much to think about when reflecting on on children and not just children but the state of being childlike mm-hmm. it's biblical as we see in mark mm-hmm. um yeah and mm-hmm. and so it's worthy of a lot of thought and dis- and discernment of what this is and what mm-hmm. can it mean for me and my life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah because i think another part of it is really on our journey of freedom which is again our goal for this podcast is really understanding what it means to be childlike mm-hmm. um, and the difference between that and being childish mm-hmm. and also understanding that holiness um, is not behavior change therapy mm-hmm. <laughs> is not mm-hmm. um not believing that being childlike is unholy mm-hmm. so really just trying yeah understanding what it means to be childlike, I think, is helping us to grow in holiness, mm-hmm. ultimately. Mm-hmm. And freedom, ultimately, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, which are big themes that we mm-hmm. love. Mm-hmm. But, like, Stephanie and I are very joyful people, and I think that we express ourselves as n- now um, in a very childlike way, but it hasn't always been like that for us, and mm-hmm. it, it's not an easy thing it's definitely something that you have to learn and grow and pray about and it's but it's very simple Mm -hmm. but just because something is simple Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that it's easy to accomplish because we Mm -hmm. love to overthink things and overcomplicate things Mm -hmm. um but 
in my life, I know that there have been times where I have not been childlike at all. I've been very, because I think that being childlike has a lot to do with not caring so much about what other people think. And a huge cross that I carried for a long time was caring so much about mm-hmm. what other people thought. And mm-hmm. I look back at my journals from high school and like the beginning of college and see myself so restricted mm-hmm. by fear of rejection and mm-hmm. fear of what other people thought. It was crippling to me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even notice how much I've broken free from that until I mm-hmm. looked back at how I was living earlier on in my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. so grateful to God that he broke that for me and showed me the freedom of living as his child mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. what that's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's really beautiful. I was thinking about <clears throat> how children really know that they are loved yeah. and they are not looking to place that, yeah, I guess that validation or love in other people because they know they're loved by their parents, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that brings freedom. Yeah, so I was just thinking about that in your own life. like Yeah. Just like replacing like that identity um, really in ultimately our father yeah. in heaven. Yeah, because I think when we think about childlike and how Jesus says, unless you are like a child, unless you receive the kingdom of heaven like a child, like Mm -hmm. you will not be able to enter it. Mm -hmm. Why would Jesus say that? Mm -hmm. Why would he say you need to be childlike? And Mm -hmm. as Stephanie just pointed out, to be childlike is to know that you are loved Mm -hmm. and to have trust in the person who is loving you. Mm -hmm. Um, And Mm -hmm. Jesus wants us to know that he loves us and through knowing that he loves us to trust in him and to Mm -hmm. be able to take leaps. I think of the image of a child jumping into the pool, like trusting Mm -hmm. that their father is going to catch them Mm -hmm. Um, because Mm -hmm. That's what we need to do in our faith life. We need to not be afraid of all of the things going on around us and put our security in all these other things, but look, only keep our eyes gazed and locked with the Father, like Peter walking on the water and walking out to Jesus, Mm -hmm. Um, keeping Mm -hmm. our eyes fixed on him and trusting in him Mm -hmm. and having that childlike dependency on him. Mm -hmm. Our friend we were talking to, Grace, shout out to you. We love you, Grace. Um, Was... Uh, talking about, yeah, just struggles uh, in our own childhood mm-hmm. and how we can confuse that with, um, well, why would we want to be childlike when, like in our own life, um, being a child was not perfect, right? Like we mm-hmm. weren't that free spirit, free spirited child that we're all striving for now. Mm-hmm. Um, like trusting in our father and really living in that identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when I think about my childhood, it was. I really think of like two very distinct like separate timelines like when I was up until I I was in middle school I was homeschooled Mm -hmm. and I was extremely shy (laughs) like I like yeah like I hid behind my mom and Mm -hmm. I was on a lot of sports teams and I was like in activities but even there I like was so shy yeah I would barely speak a word Mm -hmm. honestly and then when I started going to public school, this is, like, where everything changed. Like, the defining line between the two parts of my childhood. Um, I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden I felt like um, like a floodgate was opened and I would not stop talking. Like, I felt like I was extremely, um, I would say extremely myself. Like, when I think back to middle school, which for a lot of people, they don't like middle school. But for me, honestly, middle school was so good. And I, and I mean that so genuinely because it was like the first time that I felt 
like I could be mm-hmm. my like a child um, mm-hmm. with all these people in my middle school because I just loved people. That mm-hmm. was that is my persona. That's who I am, and I. I felt like the more I was myself, the more people appreciated the authenticity and wanted to be my friend too. And this was only in middle school, right? So like I was young here, but I just remember all these times of like getting in trouble because I talked too much, but out of like a good thing though, mm-hmm. you know, like um, I think that was, a, it was a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think it's important to note that if your childhood felt very restrictive and yeah. not very free, that does not mean you yeah. are incapable of experiencing <clears throat> childlike freedom today mm-hmm. and now as an adult mm-hmm. because we're all called to live like a child in the sen- in the essence of how mm-hmm. the Lord implies it, mm-hmm. of course. Mm-hmm. And that's why the importance as well, the distinction between Mm-hmm. childish and childlike is very important mm-hmm. where we're not being immature but we are being mature mm-hmm. because for Jesus maturity and childlike is not mutually exclusive like he shows us that in the finding of the temple his response to mm-hmm. Joseph and Mary is so mature and he after they tell him, Jesus, you can't do this. He shows obedience mm-hmm. to them, which yes, is maturity. Yeah. But it's also mm-hmm. being like a child, how children are called to be, which is obedient. Mm-hmm. And then and then after that in the Bible, I was just reading it. It says then that he grew in wisdom and mm-hmm. he grew in stature. And mm-hmm. that's also a part of being a child to know that you have this capacity to grow, mm-hmm. which we forget about as mm-hmm. we mature. We think that we know everything and that we automatically know the right answers or the right ways to mm-hmm. do things, but we need to be reminded of our humility and our childlike dependency on God mm-hmm. and the fact that we have so much more that we can learn and so much more to mm-hmm. grow in, mm-hmm. no matter how much you know or how much you've experienced or how long you've lived. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking of last episode when we were talking about maturity Mm -hmm. being mistaken as holiness and more specifically maturity as a behavior Mm -hmm. or as at like as an adult you can not act this way and you can act this way Mm -hmm. um and I think that's really putting a black and white picture on um on holiness Mm -hmm. and thinking that um yeah it's pretty much losing your childlikeness and Mm -hmm. losing that um free spirit and yeah, like approaching um, your father as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's this story I have. Uh, oh, no, I might have already shared this on the podcast, but there is a friend. I'll like shorten it. But um, there was a friend over the summer that wanted to pray with us on the streets. And he just opened his prayer with, hi, God, it's me, um, Ricochet, speaking to you right now. And it was just such a mm-hmm. humble way of approaching his father um, in prayer um, it wasn't thinking that I needed to have, um, like beautiful words. Mm-hmm. I needed to, um, pray a certain way. Mm-hmm. I needed to look a certain way in front of people as I pray or whatever mm-hmm. it is. It's just a, like approaching in simplicity, mm-hmm. um, oh. which also makes me think of, um, awe and wonder, mm-hmm. um, and that being also a childlike quality, just, mm-hmm. yeah, children being so curious and mm-hmm. so, like wondrous and mm-hmm. approaching life in a state of awe and how mm-hmm. the simple things in life I think I think we as like <laughs> growing trying to think of what maturity is from the world's perspective mm-hmm. um we think that honestly like we lose our awe we lose our wonder um 
and we lose our simplicity, right? And like mm-hmm. the on wonder in that, and that we start to find almost mo- monotony or simplicity as a burden, yeah. you know, um, which is yeah. not just not how children really approach, right. um, yeah, approach life. So like, how do we how do we add that back into our lives? Yeah, I wanted to just ask you the question: um, How do you view maturity? Um, yeah, maybe in your own life, whether that's a behavior or um, do you think that growing in maturity is losing a part of who you are, mm-hmm. um, losing a part of your personality? And I just like challenge you to question why do you feel that way? Yeah. Um, and what does your father in heaven say? Yeah. Um, and I think a good way to look at that is who in your life do you view as mature and mm-hmm. why? Oh, that's What good. qualities yeah. about them do you think make them mature? And as you've grown older, how have you changed? What? Uh-huh in your life like do you miss anything about how you were as a child do you think any of that is worthy of revisiting or do you mm-hmm. see it as really growing into mm-hmm. who you are as a son or daughter of god mm-hmm. because ultimately it's almost an oxymoron to say grow into sonship or grow into right. daughterhood yeah but Jesus and yeah. his childlikeness was yeah. he was like a child because he was so strong in his identity as a mm-hmm. son. Mm-hmm. He knew who he was in relation to the father. He knew mm-hmm. his reliance on the father. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was not afraid to speak about that. Mm-hmm. And he was just so rooted and secure in his mm-hmm. identity. And I think that's mm-hmm. what we're constantly trying to grow into is mm-hmm. the fact that we are sons and daughters and we are reliant utterly reliant on the father and that's a good good thing Mm -hmm. being completely dependent on god our father yes yeah and trusting in that like children how much they trust their parents yeah there's this okay this just made me think of my roommate took this quiz online i don't know where she found it but it was like um lies that my parents told me that I believed it was just a silly thing That's hilarious. but it made me think about yeah how impressionable children are yeah. and how like yeah par- things our parents told us we like trusted them mm-hmm. wholeheartedly mm-hmm. and how that is the trust that we all want in our relationship yeah. with with god. our father yeah with yeah. god and I think that yeah we just need to also like really ask the question like am I relying on myself am I depending on myself or am I depending on my father yeah Um, because I think of when I was a child and I'd like get in the car and I'd have no clue where we were going yeah (laughs) but I just Uh like was like okay Uh mom and dad you said to get in the car I'm gonna get in the car whereas in our relationship with God like we feel him nudging us a certain way and we ask a million questions questions Mm -hmm. and we want to know what the outcome is going to be and what our vocation is going to be already when he's just saying just get in the car just Mm -hmm. say yes Mm -hmm. and I Mm -hmm. think about when Mm -hmm. I got the opportunity to go to Alaska this summer and it was the pandemic Mm -hmm. we were not going up as counselors as we had originally planned but the camp director was like I have this vague idea of you guys coming and like room and board will be covered and I'm not sure what we'll do yet but I think we're going to fix up camp and help out in the community are you in and he didn't have any details Mm -hmm. and he was like I'm looking for people who can just say yes Mm -hmm. and just take a leap of faith and trust in God um Mm -hmm. and he he lived in 
Swaziland for a long time. That's and so crazy. he talks a lot about how the people in Swaziland always ask a bunch of questions. But the people in the next country over Mozambique, the Mozambicans, always just say yes and they die right into a project. So he's like, I'm looking for Mozambicans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm looking for people who are going to say yes. And so he called the five of us who did say yes all summer, he called us the Mozambicans. I because love he loved mm-hmm. our ability to, to trust in God and allow beautiful things to unfold throughout the summer without knowing first Mm -hmm. what it was going to look like Mm -hmm. and I think that's very evident in the way that children live their lives Mm -hmm. and it might not be prudent for us today to completely live like that in relation Mm -hmm. to humans but we can completely live like that in relation to God Mm -hmm. and just trust utterly trust Mm -hmm. in him and say yes to him knowing Mm -hmm. that he's got it he'll Mm -hmm. catch us Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm So I want to go back to awe and wonder yeah. um, because I was also just thinking in my own life of ways that I've been noticing myself being childlike um, in ways of awe and wonder. And both of them are kind of funny, but I'll start with one, which is like really small. I was driving home um, with some of my roommates in my car and I like look over to my rear view mirror and I was like, or my side view mirror, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, whoever invented side view mirrors, like, they're geniuses, and I was, like, freaking out about it, I was like, this is literally insane, like, we can see behind us, like, on both sides, and I was just, like, freaking out about these side view mirrors, and then I, and then that got me thinking about all these other small things just in my life, and I'm like, wow, this is awesome, not like we have these things, and just really, like, looking at them with awe, um, even though they're so simple and mundane, right, um, and then, the other time happened about a couple weeks ago. I do these things called desert nights, which were inspired by um, a focus missionary here named Ellen. Um, it's pretty much, um, I've been doing it for a while now, but I never named them anything. And I really like the name desert nights. <laughs> um, but anyway, so it's like when I'll turn off my phone and then just spend the night by myself um, and really do what, like whatever the Holy Spirit leads me to do. So this one night I turned off my phone and I was driving around. I had no, like no destination. Um, I wanted to get something to eat. That was like all I knew, like where I'm going to get something to eat. And as I was driving, I didn't have any music on. So I had no distraction. My phone was off and the sun was setting. And at one of the um, parking, ugh, not parking, uh, stoplights, I was at a stoplight and I was like looking out and uh, for the first time in so long, I noticed that the clouds were moving mm-hmm. and it was actually so profound to me. I was in my car and I was like, oh my goodness, this is beautiful. Like mm-hmm. the sky is beautiful and the clouds are moving. When was the last time I saw the clouds move? Mm-hmm. And I was just freaking out. And then just like really looking at nature with mm-hmm. awe. And then I went to Panera. I chose to go to Panera. I got a pizza and sat by myself um, and ate this pizza with no distraction. Like the only place my eyes could go was like level just around me. I was just mm-hmm. looking around me, observing, um, again, with awe and wonder at like the people and the conversations they were having or like the bookshelf that was in the corner of Panera that I've never noticed before. And all these things that, yeah, I just view children as being so good at doing mm-hmm. all those things that really allowing themselves to not be distracted or filling themselves with things that they think they need to do out of, um, yeah, like needing, needing everything they do to have a use, to mm-hmm. have an end. Um, Mm -hmm. but really just allowing yourself to appreciate beauty and to do things that ultimately really have no use, but are full of leisure and full of appreciating how God is working in your life and just looking at the simple Mm -hmm. things 
of life with awe and wonder. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because there's a big temptation in the world to say that time spent in awe and wonder and time, time um, that comes from curiosity is time that is wasted. And mm-hmm. if you're not productive, you're wasting time. Mm-hmm. And that is a lie. Mm-hmm. That's why time in the chapel is so important because my mm-hmm. when I first started spending a lot of time in the chapel, the devil definitely was attacking me by saying you could be doing something else that's more productive because what's value, what's valued in our society is money. And mm-hmm. so if you're doing something that's not contributing to making more money or mm-hmm. increasing your status or power, then you're wasting your time. Mm-hmm. And that is such a big, fat, ugly lie. <laughs> Because happiness and bliss comes from curiosity a lot of the time. Like if I think of boring, grumpy old men and women, it's people who have lost their sense of curiosity. Mm -hmm. They no longer look at the world and see the beauty of creation and try to find God within it and ask questions about it. But they're just done Mm -hmm. with it. And they just want to stay in their mundane routine instead Mm -hmm. of trying to appreciate the present moment and find joy within the present moment Mm -hmm. because there's always joy that can be found Mm -hmm. in the moment and there's Mm -hmm. always new questions that we Mm -hmm. can ask and Mm -hmm. things that we can learn Mm -hmm. how cool is that god is so cool like like just like appreciating the clouds moving is appreciating his creation and just like relishing with him in that Mm -hmm. and he relishes with Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. and the fact that like we are are such joyful people when we are with him I think points to the fact that he is a joyful God Mm -hmm. and that Jesus was a joyful person Mm -hmm. and it's not all seriousness and somberness all the time but he wants us to have a happy disposition Mm -hmm. yeah I want to go as far as as to say that all of society, including children of today, mm-hmm. are really losing the ability to be childlike. I agree. And the reason why I was thinking of that is just, yeah, being on a college campus, when we ro- walk across campus, there's so many people that have earbuds in mm-hmm. or are listening to something or are looking down on their phone mm-hmm. um, and not really allowing himself to walk and just look around and observe the people they're walking past waving to people Mm -hmm. um looking at the trees whatever it is it's always something distracting us um, in our ears or before our eyes Mm -hmm. um yeah and I think uh, even children have that which is so sad you know um even children of today are not able to really be free um, because of technology yeah, I think a lot yeah, of the time yeah. they are always desiring yeah. to have the mindless um yeah, yeah. A- a- addiction of a screen in front of them and yeah. they don't yeah. they're losing their ability to play and have yeah. imagination I have babysat yeah. children who do not know how to yeah. play yeah. because they just want to watch yeah. movies and play yeah. is a vital <laughs> vital part of yes. growing up and yeah. it's vital to the sanctity of childhood yes. Yes. and they're losing their ability mm-hmm. to be and to be simple and those mm-hmm. are all they're all the, the things that make childhood beautiful and we're robbing them from that and as mm-hmm. adults it's our 
duty to protect childhood, to not stress them out with all the burdens of the world and force them to grow up so quickly and constantly be thinking about what they want to be when they grow up. No, we need to protect their childhood and allow them to play because it's in play that they really develop and they you see their soul shine Mm -hmm. you see their desires Mm -hmm. come forth and their Mm -hmm. ability to relate to people they learn and they Mm -hmm. i don't know they learn to have ideas and to follow their heart Mm -hmm. and those Mm -hmm. are things that make good adults people who have good ideas and can follow their heart and don't Mm -hmm. care about all of the negativity in the world Mm -hmm. but just want to see good Mm -hmm. and and we'll see the good in people and those are all qualities of children that i think that we're stealing from them by Mm -hmm. corrupting them with these violent video games and showing them rated Mm -hmm. r movies and just Mm -hmm. allowing them to have the whole internet at their Mm -hmm. at their hands which Mm -hmm. is not Mm -hmm. good yeah yeah i totally agree with all of that yeah but i also think yeah as adults that that level of innocence Mm -hmm. i wish we also had oh me too yeah like even as adults and i was thinking um Mm-hmm. Again, from my own life, uh, you can mm-hmm. hear like our podcast right now, so you know this side of us. Um, but another side that I feel like, yeah, I was thinking of just adults and not living normally mm-hmm. this way. I was like walking across campus, and a couple weeks ago, I got myself a yo-yo, <laughs> and I was by myself on campus yo-yoing, mm-hmm. and I started to feel this temptation to not do it around other people because I was like oh that would be embarrassing that would be embarrassing if someone saw me with a yo-yo I am a senior in college walking across Mm -hmm. campus and it's making me so sad because I'm thinking of both children and adults of today and just this fear of embarrassment um, that comes from just allowing yourself to be joyful Mm -hmm. and to be silly and those things are not immature. Yeah. Allowing yourself to look at something and laugh at it when it yeah. is pure and it is a good thing. A yo-yo is good. Like, it yeah. is simple. It is just this thing with a string that goes up and down. Like, allowing yourself to enjoy that yeah. um, and not be embarrassed. Like, that is something that, again, I think we're losing um, losing the art of. is just, yeah. re- like, allowing people to feel free to, to do that, but also to laugh at that. Yeah. And to allow ourselves to feel that we can do that as well, you know? Yeah. And not to be afraid of embarrassment, which is, again, coming coming back to just living mm-hmm. in other people's minds. But I also think it's our duty as well to to allow other people to be themselves as well, to mm-hmm. invite them to do those things too. Even if you don't feel called to play with a yo-yo, um, just allowing someone to play with a yo-yo and enjoying that mm-hmm. joy in them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, or whatever it is, you know, whatever yeah. brings them joy. Because children, another great thing about children is like, yeah, like when I was thinking of when you ask them what they want to be when they grow up, they have such diverse answers, and I they're not know. thinking of money, right? Um, and yeah. when, and when you when you like yeah hear what they want to be when they grow up, you get so excited, you're like, and you you support that idea. You're like, yeah. oh, that is awesome! Like I would love for you to be a firefighter. Yeah. Yes, you will be an astronaut, or whatever it is, yeah. and just that level of like love that we give to children, like we should be doing that to our friends that are also adults, you know, like believing so in our dreams, you know, yeah. and like, yeah, and rejoicing in that, yeah. not saying like, oh, that's naive, right. or like that dream is, uh, you can't do that, you're not going to make enough money, or right. whatever, like, it's right. our duty, yeah, to oh do my that gosh, to yeah. adults as well, yeah, yeah, and to encourage people to have passions and hobbies, I yeah. think is cool too, yeah. like, yeah. I completely fall into the fall of this sometimes, but when people have like nerdy little things that they like to do, yeah. I always make fun of them, and yeah. I shouldn't do that, you yeah. know, it's amazing yeah. for people to nerd and geek out about stuff because that's what we're here for we're here yeah. to learn and to experience things like that yeah. so like if you have yeah. a little thing that you love I mean of course yeah. obsession is never good mm-hmm. but <laughs> an addiction is never good too <laughs> heroin cannot be your thing that you choose to love 
But um, I don't know, to just kind of like dive into those little things that you like to learn about. My friend Jack over the summer always would ask like, Natalie, what are you passionate about? What do you like to learn about? And I'd be like, Jesus. And he's like, okay, what else? <laughs> but like yeah, even yeah. within religion, how cool is our faith that we have so many different saints that we can find little devotions to or like mm-hmm. sacramentals and, and Mary and different forms of prayer that we can find devotion to mm-hmm. and the ability to dive deeper into those and follow those little dreams. And then mm-hmm. through them, mm-hmm. I do think that dreams come about like, mm-hmm. like Stephanie's beautiful desire to serve the poor, you know, like that's something mm-hmm. that would completely be looked down upon by society. I mean, like not mm-hmm. looking at the poor is not looked down upon, but doing so in a way that is sacrificial of yourself and mm-hmm. sacrificial of making money mm-hmm. is not always mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had two thoughts, but I just lost them. <laughs> <laughs> I had a thought of what you said earlier. <laughs> See, that's part of being like a child. <laughs> hey, dang it. I'm so upset. <laughs> I had two random thoughts. Oh, I remember. Okay, I remember the thought. <laughs> okay, so I was thinking of when I was a child, I memorized once all of the bones of the body. <laughs> and I was able to recite them all for no reason at yeah. all. Like, it was just something that I was like, oh, this yeah. is cool. I'm going to learn about this. But then as I got older, just that desire for science and math really matured. Mm-hmm. And I started to then get really passionate about things like the universe mm-hmm. and wanting to use engineering to do something with it, you know, That's and so allowing cool. that passion um, to blossom. And even though Bones is more maybe becoming a doctor, it was still just very random. I was like, yeah. why am I into this, yeah. you know? That's and, so cool, though. Yeah, and I think that is, again, like allowing yourself to be childlike like what are you interested in yeah what are things that um yeah you could talk for hours about you know that oh, just like <laughs> people are gra- gravitate yeah. towards passion yeah I was talking yeah. about this with our campus yeah. minister like <clears throat> if you want somebody to listen talk about something you're passionate about it might be something that like they don't care at all about but you mm-hmm. know when you see somebody's face lights mm-hmm. up you're automatically drawn to it mm-hmm. and I think technology can aid this with helping us you know like dive into things but it mm-hmm. also I think harms us because people have less hobbies these days because everybody's hobby is looking Mm -hmm. at tiktok or Mm -hmm. something you know yeah we were less we're less what's the word specialized individuals and more like all looking at the same thing yeah yeah this is maybe a subject change but i was just thinking about how being childlike is really an incredible witness Mm -hmm. and when someone sees you being childlike they're going to look you i'm looking at natalie this is probably why i started thinking about this and i was like someone is going to look at natalie and be like what do you have i want it like you know like why are you like acting this way like why are you so passionate Mm -hmm. you know like why do you feel so free like Mm -hmm. all these things and ultimately we can be like jesus right you know and like i think that like as christians like we we cannot hold back on allowing ourselves um, to be freed by Jesus and to be yeah. childlike mm-hmm. um, and to be a witness in that way because this joy is something that is contagious. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, like, this, like, yeah, God-given joy yeah. is something that is yeah. a witness. Allow that- the Holy Spirit to birth a fire within your soul that you cannot keep mm-hmm. inside. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I was talking to my friend Christina who just got back from, like, a retreat, and I put my hand out and wiggled my fingers, and I was like, is this your soul right now, Christina? Is this it? And she's like, what is that? And I was like, it's fire. Is there a flame within your soul right now? I love that. And she's like, yeah, I guess so, because mm-hmm. there is the ability for the Holy Spirit to set a, uh, set a fire within our souls, and mm-hmm. I think that 
we internalize so much and we need to learn to externalize what we're feeling on the inside. Mm -hmm. I've been praying a lot with wearing your heart on your sleeve. And of course, Mm -hmm. there are some things that are sacred and meant to be kept just between you and Mm -hmm. the Lord or and and maybe a spiritual director or something. But but when I'm praying Mm -hmm. and the Lord fills me with sweetness, I love to smile. Mm -hmm. And when I'm praying and I feel open, I love to hold my hands out. And when I'm Mm -hmm. diving into the depths of my soul, I have to close my eyes Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. what I am feeling Mm -hmm. interiorly is externalize and when I'm submitting myself to the will of the father I have to bow I don't have to but I choose to bow my head because it makes we are physical creatures Mm -hmm. and we need to feel physically what is happening spiritually Mm -hmm. that's why the sacraments are in place Mm -hmm. in order for us as physical beings to use our senses to perceive these spiritual realities that are going on. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. as physical creatures, I love kissing the floor because I feel like I'm kissing Jesus and and I'm not worthy of kissing him, but I'm kissing his feet. You know, Mm -hmm. it's because I'm a physical being and it helps these things. And the freedom to do that comes from a childlike dependency on God Mm -hmm. to know that he is going to look at the things I'm doing and not be like, what the heck is she doing? But like, Mm -hmm thank you Mm -hmm. and that's beautiful and that's Mm -hmm. so sweet and like Mm -hmm. almost like it makes him smile you know Mm -hmm. because he looks at us as Mm -hmm. we are his sons and daughters and Mm -hmm. think about how you look at children when they do things and you're like that's Mm -hmm. just so cute Mm -hmm. and that's what God says about Mm -hmm. us Mm -hmm. I love that you brought up prayer Natalie Mm -hmm. because yeah I wanted to talk about disposition in prayer Mm -hmm. and childlike disposition Mm -hmm. um one way that just came to me probably this semester is just every time that we pray the our father during mass Mm -hmm. I always imagine like our father looking down on us and just like all these little kids (laughs) yeah and like all these little kids praying to their dad you know and just like looking around at the congregation like all praying it together like our father our father and like that is just really beautiful to me to yeah look at everyone else's children as well um yeah um And also, like, kind of an image that I think helps with my disposition in prayer as a child is, um, like, a newborn baby being held Mm -hmm. in the arms of Jesus, uh, especially Mm -hmm. in adoration. Mm -hmm. um, Because, yeah, a baby uh, does not know language. Mm -hmm. And no matter what you say, um, it's not going to matter. It's really Mm -hmm. just this adoration between the baby and the parents mm-hmm. just loving each other and looking into each other's eyes mm-hmm. with such love and adoration. Um, yeah, sometimes I'm the baby. Sometimes Jesus is the baby. <laughs> it really, yeah, it just, like, depends on, right? yeah, like, how I'm approaching him in adoration. But, but yeah, like, always thinking of I want to be, like, a child. My life is in his hands, yeah. you know? Um, and you can adore him without even saying anything. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a disposition. Exactly. And it's yeah. a disposition that we should live our lives in. Continual yeah. adoration to him. Yeah. 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 And I also think it's really cool to think about, um, I'm not a parent, but I've heard parents before mm-hmm. talk about just teaching their kids to walk mm-hmm. and how they hold their hands. And then eventually one day they have to let their hands go. Mm-hmm. And just thinking about, um, yeah, like my father in heaven, like there's points that he has to hold my hand. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, through really those like the the struggles of my life and the times when I'm like, I don't know how to walk right now. Like, mm-hmm. please 
hold my hand. Um, and then the times when he's like, I trust you, like, I'm going to let go of you, but I'm still right there with you, you know? Yeah. Um, and kind of the same thing with, like, I was just thinking of, like, when I was being taught how to ride a bike, it's the same thing, like, the training wheels, and then mm-hmm. to the point of, like, riding on my own, and, like, mm-hmm. knowing, like, my father is always there, um, and it's not, yeah, just, like, approaching him in disposition of, like, I want you to hold my hand mm-hmm. now, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, like, how you pray, how you pray can really transform you in being more childlike um, even outside of the chapel Um, like when you look at creation with awe and you're adoring creation you're adoring the creator mm -hmm, and the mm -hmm. same thing goes for the people that you interact with when you treat that person like they're their most the person sitting in front of you like they're their most important person in the world you're treating Jesus with like he's the most important person to you you Mm -hmm. know and and just acknowledging Mm -hmm. his Mm -hmm. presence everywhere to Mm -hmm. make prayer just an, a never-ceasing part of your life, mm-hmm. which is so beautiful. Another thing I, Stephanie mentioned earlier. Stephanie's mentioned a lot of things <laughs> that give me a lot of thoughts, <laughs> and it's hard to pick just, like, one. It is. <laughs> but um, I loved the mention of innocence and how beautiful mm. innocence of children is. And I was reading this book that talked a lot about the innocence of a child when they ask for something they don't have ulterior motives Mm -hmm. and I think this Mm -hmm. goes back to our episode on purity of intention because like I just think of men when they're talking to women and they really just want to get in their pants you know Mm -hmm. and how twisted all of our intentions are and we see people as objects or a means to getting something Mm -hmm. rather than like when a child is asking for a drink of water they just want a drink of water you know and they have they learn as they grow up that they Mm -hmm. can lie and twist things through the brokenness of the world Mm -hmm. but the beautiful thing about children is that they show us what it is to simply be before mm-hmm. they're tainted by the sin of the world. Um, they mm-hmm. show us what, what, how God intended man to live before the brokenness of the fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, I just think of seeing Joseph right now a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> and like asking for his intercession um, for even just innocence. I don't know. I was like, yeah. I was just reading. Um, the consecration recently mm-hmm. it was just on um purity and i when i think of innocence i think of purity a lot right and like yeah oh, just whole <laughs> like yeah. pure purity is like oh which children are so pure and it's yeah. just so cute because yeah. they are so whole mm-hmm. and and it all mm-hmm. it just all comes back to the same thing like mm-hmm. maturity and growing up and becoming holy yourself you know and being pure and when you do something doing it with your whole self and not mm-hmm. having these two parts of your life where one goes out and parties and drinks and everything and the other one goes to church on Sunday but really making mm-hmm. sure that you mm-hmm. are yourself all of the time mm-hmm. and and children do that you know they don't know of these different circles to have different personalities in but they just simply be mm-hmm. themselves all the dang time mhm mhm i also was thinking earlier because of a podcast title for Poco Poco, the mm-hmm. title for this week. I haven't even listened to it yet, so this is kind of funny. But I loved the title that was Safety is an Idol. And just thinking a lot about, yeah, how children um, trust, again, their father and the security and safety of their father. Mm-hmm. And they don't place that safety um, really in anything else um, mm-hmm. or that security in anything else. 
Um, and because I think for us, like this false safety or this false security, we can place in so many things like a busy calendar mm-hmm. or um, money mm-hmm. or status um, mm-hmm. or even plans, like knowing where you're going after you yeah. graduate, like just this like false, the future, placing mm-hmm. like really safety in the future or whatever. Um, yeah, I just think that children are really good at um really not thinking about that in in a good way like trusting that their father is going to provide for them for their every need yeah it's so oh if only we could just i think we just need to pray for trust Mm -hmm. in the Mm -hmm. father Mm -hmm. yeah because another thing like every i think a lot of this podcast really was not so much about personality um which is interesting because i did want to like bring it back to like i think like being childlike ultimately like for some people maybe like a lot like silliness you know um but but being a child ultimately like we were just saying is like trust and freedom Mm -hmm. and knowing your identity and all these things that um really are just on your journey of holiness that will bring you childlikeness Mm -hmm. um yeah although like for me yeah silliness I think is a big part yeah 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 um and that yeah yeah, just like and maybe for asking me, it's like movement like, and, yeah, and dancing. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and those are big parts of what it. What brings but you joy and allowing yourself you to bring joy. Yeah. And for, for people, yeah, for different people, it may be different. Yeah. But like letting yourself and asking yourself the question, like, what does it mean for me to be childlike? Yeah. Um, and that does not need to look exactly like what your childhood was like, like we talked about earlier, but yeah. just allowing yourself to be like, what what is being childlike and how can I let myself? be more childlike yeah um and not take myself so seriously that i that i kill that childlikeness in me yeah yeah or mm-hmm. inhibit yourself from experiencing joy mm-hmm. and awe and wonder and, awe and wonder yeah and yeah. that's something that we all there are things in every single one of our lives that bring us awe and wonder and that we're curious about Mm-hmm. And they're different for each person, which is beautiful. But what's the same, what unifies us is mm-hmm. the fact that the Lord created us mm-hmm. with a desire for more. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. desire for more is often discovered through our ability to tap into our childlike side. Mm-hmm. Where we can say yes to mm-hmm. awe and say yes to allowing ourselves to be curious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to ask... Maybe one last question that was on my heart. What makes you laugh? Yeah. Like really belly laugh. And when was the last time you did laugh? Like really laugh. Like not just like giggle or like, mm-hmm. <laughs> or laugh like mm-hmm. out of, um, I guess like social norms. But like yeah. when was the last time you like really laughed? Yeah. And what makes you really laugh? Because yeah. I think that laughter is such a childlike thing. Mm-hmm. And I want you guys to laugh more. Like mm-hmm. really laugh, mm-hmm. you know? And like find those things and and do that more. Mm-hmm. And like laugh more. Mm-hmm. If that's dancing, like please dance more. Yeah. If that's someone doing something silly physically, like moving your arms all weirdly, yeah. like do it. Yeah. Just make yourself laugh. Speak in weird voices. I love speaking <laughs> in weird voices. Accents. Like yeah. all these things, like what makes you laugh? Oh my Just like gosh, ask yourself yeah. that question because I, I love that question. So. I know. It is a good question. <laughs> Allow yourself to like, children feel things really deeply. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the pains and the sorrows. And we talked about this a lot in our Humble Humorous Humans podcast, but just the ability to cry and the ability to laugh. And children do both of them mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, so I just want to end with this beautiful little quote 
that was in this book that I'm reading about the sanctity of childhood and George Baronis wrote it and he said, why does my life matter? I just want it to be faithful to the end to the child I used to be. Yes, what honor I have in my bit of courage, I inherit from the little creature, so mysterious to me now, scuttling through the September rain across streaming meadows, his heart heavy at the thought of going back to school. <laughs> and I just think it's so cute to think about a time when our biggest worry was mm. to have to go back to school. Mm-hmm. And now we burden ourselves with so many worries and the Lord is just asking you to place those all at his feet. Mm. Um and to be present to the today and the tasks of right now, mm. which is to allow yourself to be loved as a son or a daughter of God. Mm. And when it's time to make those big decisions, the Lord will let you know. Mm. Um, but right now, he's just asking you to open your heart to his love. And maybe he is asking you to make a big decision, but that first starts with uh, your ident- rooting your identity in him. Mm-hmm. And so don't, don't, burden yourself down with all of the brokenness of the world because our Redeemer lives and Jesus mm-hmm. rose from the dead and the resurrection happened and there is good to come. And in order to relish in that, we need to be like chi- be like a child and dance. Dance in the rays of the resurrection. That was beautiful, Nan. <laughs> <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> Any other thoughts? I don't have any more. <laughs> Am I closing us today? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Come Holy Spirit. Jesus, you are so cool. <laughs> because you created a church and a religion and a life for us that just wants us to be. How simple, how beautiful. That you just want us to dance in your presence and laugh at the things of the world that you have given to bring us joy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for giving us a life that has difficulty, but then giving us yourself to unite ourselves to you through those difficulties so we can experience them with an abundance of joy. Jesus, you or a, a mastermind. You, your brain is so big and I could just lose myself thinking about it for hours. The many intricate details within our lives. The many intricate details within our souls. Jesus, help us to get lost within our souls. Help us to get lost within your love. Thinking about the abundance of graces that you're showering down upon us at this moment. And help us to say yes to the grace of the present moment. To do your will. Because we might think we know ourselves, Jesus, but you know us so much better. And you know what is going to make us happy. And you have big, beautiful gifts in store for us. Mm. Help us to unwrap those boxes of it. And relish in your gifts. Thank you, Jesus, for friendship. Thank you for faith. Thank you for family. Thank you for this life. Thank you for the opportunity to be totally united with you, our love, one day. I look forward to that day, Jesus. But I know that I can experience it today. Experience your love today. Help me to do so. Jesus, I ask you to be with each and every one of our listeners. Help them to know your love. And help them to take the things that Stephanie and I have said today. Make everything that we've said be of the Holy Spirit. And help them take that to prayer. We love you, Jesus. Amen.
Amen. In the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Don't forget to email us. Oh, true. <laughs> we do have an email now. <laughs> With Thank any you. questions or anything. Thank you all for listening. Yeah. See you next week. Yeah, we appreciate it. We appreciate your ears. <laughs> Bye. Bye.